podcast. We're a pioneer church based in Loughborough in the UK. Our mission is to make disciples to establish heaven on earth. Okay, good morning. It's a great day, isn't it? Wow, did I wake you up then? I had to feel like, ooh. <laughs> and uh, hi to everyone online. It's great to have you with us. And today we're, it's our Harvest Festival and we're here because we're thankful to what God has done and what he's done in our lives. And um, today I'm thankful. I'm thankful for lots of things today, lots of people, lots of stuff. And I was brought up in quite a traditional um, church back when I can remember on Harvest, we always sang that song. And some of you um, may remember this old hymn from maybe primary school when you were little, we plow the fields and scatter. Anybody remember that? And the, yeah, there's a few hands there. I can see those. <laughs> and then there was this little, little chorus, all good gifts around us are. We thank the Lord, we thank the Lord for all his love. Well done. You should give yourselves a clap for that. <laughs> well, actually, that um, verse comes from a verse just a couple before what we're going to talk about this morning, which is James, uh, James chapter 1, verse 17, which says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. So I wonder, can anybody tell me, what are you thankful for this morning? This means wake up in the room. Oh, wow, what are you thankful for? Go to eat cake. Oh, we're going to eat cake, yay! <laughs> anybody else thankful for anything? Yeah, what are you thankful for? Shout it out. Eat soup. Eat soup. Oh, that's amazing. Anything else? Sorry? I thought you said crochet, but you said sunshine. <laughs> we could be thankful for crochet too. May, what are you thankful for? Oh, Taylor's thankful for his family. Isn't that amazing? That's brilliant. Um, one of the things that I am really thankful for is the Word of God. I absolutely love the Word of God. And so this morning, we're going to just dive straight into it. And kids, I've got a few things for you to do. And then we are going to play the most amazing game with a purpose at the end. Are you up for that? Brilliant. I'm glad about that. So, <laughs> so again, I'm thankful for loads of things. So we're going we're gonna to lean into James chapter 1. And I'm going to read to you from verse 19 through to verse 27. So if you've got your Bibles, you might want to open them, or if you've got your phone, you might want to switch it on. So that's James chapter 1 and verse 19. So guys, this is about listening. What do you do when you listen? Maybe in school, what do your teachers tell you to do? So they might... Laura, what do you tell them to do when you're asking them to listen? Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, that's really good. And so to be quiet and to look at the speaker, but also maybe tune in your ears. So can we do that? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read to you. So verse 19, titled, Listening and Doing. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be 
quick to listen. Do you want to say that loud? Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Can you do that? Oh, amazing. Now, I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but slow to become angry. Anyone do that one? Brilliant. Excellent. It goes on to say that human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So he tells us to get rid of all of the stuff in our lives that is not good and humbly accept the word God has planted in our hearts, for it's the power to save your souls. But then he says, don't just listen. We've got to do what it says. Otherwise, and I'm going to paraphrase, otherwise we're going to be a bit silly. If we don't do what is good for us, then we can end up in a bit of a, a mess. And it says, look carefully into the perfect law. What's that? The Bible. And that's why I'm really thankful for the Bible because it really helps me in difficult situations. It helps me in all sorts of stuff that actually, if we can lean in to the Bible, it really helps us. And that's one of the reasons we're looking through the book of James at the moment, because it's such a practical book that that's amazing. And then he goes on to say, if you claim to be religious and don't control your... What's this, guys? Okay, so if we don't control our tongue, we're fooling ourselves. And everything that we do becomes silence because nobody listens to us. And it says that actually, pure and genuine religion, our faith, really great faith in the sight of God, means that we care for orphans and widows in their distress and refuse to let the world corrupt us. So... I wonder, how many, can anybody tell me, how many ears do we have? Two ears. Wow, that's brilliant. How many mouths do we have? Okay, so help me there. If we've got two ears and one mouth, which one do you think we need more? Ears. So we've got two, because maybe because we need to listen, and we've got one mouth because we only need that a little bit. Yeah? And this is one of the things that James is saying to us here, is that, listen, you need to be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Brilliant. And um, there's a lovely little Jewish bit of wisdom that's uh, by a rabbinic by a rabbi, and he says this, we have two ears given us and only one mouth, and the tongue is walled in the mouth, wow, but the ears remain open. And I think God created us with two ears because sometimes we need to listen a lot more than we speak. I was in a situation this week, and I wanted to say something. I really wanted to say something. And I remember just sitting there and this verse just coming over me and over me. And then just thinking, I've got a choice here. I can go, and say lots and lots of things that I can't take back. Or can I actually just listen, hear the gold, and at another point, 
maybe address something and initiate something later on. And when I had a chance to speak later on, because I'd thought through what I needed to say, the person was really able to hear me. I was able to communicate, and I hadn't lost any of my standing. I'd actually, I, I'd, I'd developed a bit of character. Was it easy? No. <laughs> but in those moments, I made a choice to listen and actually not to react. And then later, later, I was able to respond. And you know what? Some of the times I've got into trouble is when I've opened my mouth and it's come out a bit. Has anyone ever done that? Oh, you're nodding your head really big there. <laughs> Do you know words are a bit like toothpaste? Do you know when you squeeze a tube of toothpaste? When the, when the toothpaste is out, can you get it back in? No, it's really hard. So what we say, we've got to be really careful. And I think that's one of the reasons that James is saying, let's be quick to listen and slow to use this and slow to get angry. There's loads I could say about anger, but we don't have lots of time this morning. But one of the things I do want to share to you with you is this, that anger is a feeling, it's an emotion. And actually, sometimes we need to control our emotions. We need to sit quietly and allow it to, to work through and not react in a certain way. Maybe some of the bigger people, we can think about anger in terms of being the tip of the iceberg. And if you've ever seen an iceberg, actually, the tip of the iceberg might look really, really big. But what's under it can be even bigger. And often what we see is the anger outburst but what is unseen and the bigger issues are things like sadness, disappointment, hurt, pain, insecurity, anxiety, shame, guilt, fear. And I wonder if we had a blank outline of an iceberg this morning, you know, and we see just the tip as the anger outburst or the silent see that I'm fine. <laughs> but I'm not. And I wonder this morning, if we were quick to listen, what God might say to us about that little iceberg and how we can approach that. And if anyone needs any help with that, then please come and see one of the team, and we'd love to help you with that. But the Bible's really clear that actually, in Proverbs, it talks about, guard your heart, for above all else, it determines the course of our lives. And when James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, sometimes that's about taking some time, guard your heart, process where you're at, and it will make a difference, I promise. At the very least, there'll be less mess to clear up at the end. But there's lots of really good stuff there. God gets angry. But in his anger, he doesn't sin. And when James talks about human anger, he says this, human anger doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. And often that's because we react out of that emotion and we react out of that stuff at the bottom of the iceberg. Whereas if we can try and deal with that, then actually the anger can dissipate and can make a big, big difference. But I also want to say it's okay to be angry 
because the feeling will come. We're all going to get angry. We're all going to get annoyed. We're all going to get a bit frustrated. But how we deal with it is really important. And uh, if that's something you need a bit of hand with, then please come and talk to us. I love what Martin Luther King says. He says this, The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfortable, of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And um, I think James is, is alluding that actually if we can deal with some things, if we can put some stuff, very practical stuff into action, it will make a difference. So we're going to move on to the next verse, which says this. 21, get rid of all the filth and the rubbishy stuff in our lives and uh, humbly accept the word of God that God's planted in your hearts for it's the power to save your souls. So I was thinking about harvest and um, in our garden we have got some grapes as you can see and we've got a couple of apple trees. So I've um, got some apples here but uh, I wonder if I could have a hand, maybe two or three people Would you like to come and help me? No? Okay. Come on, Max. You come and help me. Can you have a look at some of these apples and find me a really beautiful apple that hasn't got any spots or little marks on it? Can you find one? Let's have a good look. Oh, there's a bit of a squashy bit there, but that's, I think, probably the best one in the bunch. Any others? No? No? That one's definitely not. You're right. You're right. I know. They're pretty nasty, aren't they, some of these apples? I wouldn't want any of you to eat any of these apples. I think we've had the best off the tree. But when I was thinking about, actually, if we're going to store these apples, when you go through the harvest and you harvest the apples, you take care about which ones you're going to keep and which ones you're going to store. And if I was to put these next to one another, because they're blemished and they're bruised and they're a bit nasty, that will spread. And ultimately, I'm going to have to throw all of these apples out. And I think James is saying, it's a bit like the apple is that, listen, there's some stuff in our lives we've got to get rid of. So I'm not going to keep these. I might cut a bit around some of them. I'll take the good out, but I'm not going to keep them because I don't want it to spread. And it's a bit like our lives, is that actually what's inside us? If we don't deal with hurt, if we don't deal with pain, if we don't deal with disappointment, it gets bigger, gets a bit uglier, gets a bit nasty. And it changes the way that we are. And suddenly, we're not so slow to become angry, but actually we're a bit like, when somebody says the slightest thing to us. So I think one day, if we think about harvest and a festival and autumn and our apples, is there anything in our lives that we just need to get rid of? Because we know it's not good fruit. And so I'm going to leave that little thing with you to think about. We'll come back to it at the end when we do our very special activity. Okay. So he goes on to say, humbly accept the word that God has planted in you. For it is the power to save your souls. And I wonder, do you know the word of God is so beautiful, is so powerful, that even this week when I wanted to go, I was able to remember this verse and think, no, I'm going to be quick to listen. I'm going to be slow to speak. 
and I'm going to be slow to become angry. That's because the word of God is really beautiful. And I found that it, this week it helped me. I had peace. I didn't fall out with the person. I was able to just be comfortable. Was there a disagree? Sometimes we disagree. But if we can disagree well, then it's always better. And it's so important. And what I did this week, and I'm not perfect. Anyone who knows me will know that. But what I did this week was I humbly accepted that word of God, which I wanted to go, Rah! but the word of God just kept prompting me and saying, no, Anita, choose a better way, choose a better way, choose a better way. And do you know what? The outcome was really, really powerful. And so I want to encourage you that actually, when James says, humbly accept the word of God that's pl he's planted in your hearts for the power to save your souls, there's real grace in that. And I want to tell you, it's absolutely powerful. So with what you need to guard, guard your heart, deal with the stuff, get rid of what you need to get rid of. And then he goes on to say, don't just listen to what God says, but do it. How many of you are really, really good listeners? There's some really good listeners in this room today. You are a good listener. You're right. Absolutely. How many of us do what we say we're going to do? Well done, Max. That's amazing. Well done. Sometimes. Thank you for your honesty. I really appreciate that, Hope. Do you know, James is saying, listen, if you just listen, but don't do, you lose out a great deal. And if I'd done what I wanted to do this week and hadn't listened to that gentle prompting, uh, which was more like a woodpecker at one point, <laughs> then actually I'd have been having to deal with some stuff. So we've got a point to choose our feelings, to choose our actions, and to choose our word. And I'm so grateful that the word of God this week has saved me, <laughs> saved me from a big mess. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm sure that there's many stories around the room where you've thought to the word of God and it saved you from some big messes. I can't tell you how precious the word is to me and how it will really help you through your life. So I want to encourage you with that. Then he says, when you see things, if you just listen but don't do anything about it, then actually it says that you're a bit like a fool. You walk away and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the word, you'll see that it will set you free. And if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for what you're doing. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get a thousand pounds in the bank, maybe. It may be, but maybe not. But it might mean that you've got peace. And it might mean that you've got hope. And it might mean that you feel encouraged and comforted because I know that God's words never let me down. I don't always understand it. I sometimes have questions, but questions are okay. But what I do know is that it says that God is good and he is faithful, even when it doesn't go my way. And I'm greatly, greatly encouraged by that. I want to just come back to listening a second and then doing. Because if we just listen and don't do... I think the world would be a worse place. Because I believe that God speaks to us really powerful. And in a moment, we're going to do a little listening 
exercise. And there are some incredible world changes. There are people who have changed the world because they listened. And that annoyance and that anger and that frustration and that sadness, they've actually made good of it. And I think of people like Nelson Mandela and I think of Rosa Parks and I think of William Wilberforce and I think of William and Catherine Boo from the Salvation Army and I think of Baca and I think of 2020 and I think of, you know, Empower a Child and I think of lots of other charities that are going on that have birthed out of this place that are changing people's worlds. And that, if we listen and we do what God prompts us, we can change not only our lives, but the lives of people around us. I have been so encouraged just thinking, when I was thinking about this, and, you know, Andy, the work you do across the globe, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, Brian and, and lots of people, but May, what you're doing in your home is wonderful. And seeking God for your family so that your little boy stands up in church and says, I'm grateful for my family. That's a world changer. And I was listening to Jackie this week, and she was saying how, she, how she's making a difference in her work. She wasn't boasting. She was just saying, I'm doing this. And, and I'm thinking, go, girl, that's amazing. You know, and, and when you're in the office and you're in the business world or you're, you're on the shop floor or, or the educators, where you're actually making a difference where you are, I want to encourage you, listen. And come to God daily and say, God, what is it you want me to do today? How can I change someone's life today? And that's about listening and then doing. One of my greatest heroes is, I don't even know the woman's name. I don't even know if she's still alive. But about 20 years ago, I saw this elderly lady in her 80s being interviewed. And it was at a time when people used to travel across the other side of the world um, to go and share the gospel, but they'd take not a suitcase, they'd take their coffin because they thought they wouldn't come back. And she was this single young lady who said to God, God, I'll go anywhere for you, thinking he'd say China or India or Africa. And he said to her, I can't remember her name, but God knows, and he just said, I want you to bake bread every day. Every day, bake bread and ask me who you want them to give it to. And every day, this lady baked bread or something. And every day, without fail, there was a knock on the door of a mum who's saying, I've got nothing to give my kids for tea. Or every you know, a day, she'd wake up and say, I want you to go to this street and this door. And she'd knock the door, and there was a need that she was able to meet. That's every day. That's faithfulness. Did she change the world in the world's eye? No. Did she change lots and lots of lives? Thousands over her lifetime? Absolutely. And I reckon she's going to be up there sitting by Jesus, like all the big names, maybe even higher up the table than anybody, you know, other people. Why? Because she faithfully did what God had asked her to do. So it doesn't matter what our title, it doesn't matter what our role, it doesn't matter how much we're paid or we're not paid, but actually, if we are listening, as James is saying, and then we do what he's told us to do, I reckon that's a massive win for everyone concerned, and each one of us become world changers. 
the last bit says this. Pure and faithful religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt us. I love the fact that Harvest Today, our autumn festival, is about other people. I love the fact that our giving is focused on others' needs. And I just wonder, we've done something very practical this morning, and we've brought in some toothpaste or some pasta or whatever it is, and that's amazing. That's what moves God's heart. And I wonder this morning, as we're going to do this little exercise, I can remember once God saying to me, Anita, what have you got in your hands? And it might be that all you've got is the tiniest of seeds. Because we're thinking Autumn Festival, and Autumn Festival is usually where we celebrate what we're getting in from the harvest, celebrating what's being grown. And the truth of this is, is that not all of us will see the fruit of our labor. Not all of us will see some of those things we've been praying for come to happen. But we leave that in God's hands. But what if we turn this festival around and we'll celebrate the great things and we'll celebrate the wins and we'll celebrate the achievements. But what if this morning God says to you, what have you got in your hand? And for some of you, it's time to sow. And that dream or that hope or that mission or that conversation, that phone call, that letter, Maybe it's something that you need to do, that business, that relationship, whatever it is. I wonder, as we're going to do this activity, there's a couple of things I want us to think about. Firstly, listening. We're going to listen to God. You get that, guys? We're going to listen big, big listening. And it might be in our listening that God says to us, there's some things you need to sort out. I wonder if we're open enough that he can listen and hear and secondly, I wonder if God's saying to you, you've got some seeds you haven't sown. I um, found this packet of seeds that I bought about two years ago because I had every intention of growing some beautiful sunflowers. And I've kept them visible because I keep meaning to do it. But I've not. And I thought, and as I was thinking about this, I thought, I'm going to get that packet of seeds out because I need to sow these. Now, I'm going to have to check when it's the right time to do it. But when I looked at the back, I thought, there's an expiry date on these seeds. And I was so glad when I looked at it. The expiry date is not till 2024. So I've got a little bit of time. But I could have got this. And it said September 21, and I've missed the joy of seeing these come to fruition because they're my favorite flower. The amazing thing about a sunflower is that it grows from one seed, but it produces a head with, I don't know, many hundreds or thousands of seeds in itself. And it may be that you will go and be a world changer in the, eye, in the eyes of the world and set up a big business or a big charity or whatever, and God bless you and do really well. But it may be that God asks you to do a one single thing like bake some bread and ask where you're going to sow it. So my question is, what's God giving you to sow? And don't wait until it's too late. So 
we're going to do a little activity because James is really practical, so we're going to be really practical. And you've listened so, so well. But we're going to do this game, okay? And it's called Sleeping Lions. Who knows what Sleeping Lions is? Who likes Sleeping Lions? Parents love Sleeping Lions. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do, and around the room, people are going to come and give you out some, a pen and some leaves on post-it notes. And I'd love you kids and adults and whoever, just lie on the floor. You can stay in your seats. It's okay. You don't all have to lie on the floor because um, some of us will find it a little bit more difficult to get up than others. <laughs> but what we are going to do is we're going to be really quiet because sleeping lions are really quiet and they don't move. So I want, could we shut the doors? Is that okay? Thank you for a moment. And just in this room, just in this room, can we be really, really quiet so we could almost hear a, a pin drop? And I believe that today that God wants to speak to us because I think he's always ready to speak. And this isn't just for the little ones. This is for all of us and everyone in this room. If we could just say, God, what have you got to say to me? And I expect God to speak. And it may be this morning that he says to you, you know that little bit? That's a little bit ugly. It's a bit like that apple that actually I don't want to store away so it makes the rest of the apples bad. And I'm actually going to guard my heart. And I want to deal with that messy bit. And I think God's okay with mess. But he doesn't want us to carry it through life. So it might be that God just says to you, that little bit, you need to deal with that. And for others... And in addition, it might be that God says, you've got some unsown seeds. And it's time that you sow them. Asking God, is there something that's unsown in my life that actually the world's depending on? And just take a moment just to ask God what that might be. And then, of course, if he speaks, James tells us, listen, we've got to do something with that. So whether it's the bit of our hearts we need to deal with or our character that we need to address, would you be brave enough to get some help if you need some help? Get some prayer if you need some prayer? But do something about it to change. And if your time is to sow something, then maybe put, some, put a goal in that you're going to set yourself a target by such a time you're going to do X, Y, Z. Maybe it's you're going to have a conversation with someone. Maybe you're going to speak to the bank. Maybe you're going to have a conversation with that difficult relationship. Or you're going to start that business. So we're going to be really quiet, so I'm going to stop now. And just, I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, 
Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for open ears, open hearts. Father, that we hear what you want to say.